1: what's up everybody and welcome into to the backliners podcast aggro and barracuda as per usual and this episode of the backliners is brought to you by factor meals head on over to go.factor75.com backliners60 and use code backliners60 to get 60% off your first box that's code backliners60 at go.factor75.com backliners60 to get 60% off your first box i have to say 60 so much during that read i really i've got to be going off on the 60 um what's up everyone welcome in uh we are going to do our best no 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 i just like opened something and then was like losing my mind uh this is going to be an episode that we are not going to let be 90 minutes long uh it won't, it won't happen, okay? Oh my God, they can't hear you. Bro, I literally checked my settings beforehand twice. How does this happen? I change scenes and it just stops working? Is that the joke? Is that the joke, Barra? They still can't hear you. This is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna lose it. They still can't. I'm losing it man i'm losing it how about now say something hello hello it's me. great to- good lord what's the point man is it working yes
2: oh it's okay. the same
1: input that i had when we started i just changed it off the input and back to the input
2: uh i didn't know if it was gonna be one of those left ear podcast or what
1: i'm gonna have to start i'm gonna have to start like literally during my intro say 60 43 times and change the input Off and back at the same time. I got to take my hoodie off. I'm tilted already, man. Good Lord. What's the point, bro, of me doing a pre-show check if it's just going to not work? I swear on my dog's life, okay? On my dog's life that I checked this exact scene before Uh I went live to see if the audio was working. And it was. And all I did was change scenes, press start streaming. And that's it. That's all I did.
2: I yeah uh i don't know to tell you
1: anyways wait you have been on two different scenes yeah well yeah two different scenes for the for the little transition
2: oh i'm on one scene then i just click the the little eye icon to hide the overlay
1: yeah i could do that but i've also got the oh. i've got the regular overlay and the guest overlay right
2: uh oh. So I've oh, got to determine. Make I mean, two I could... scenes for a guest overlay and then your main overlay,
1: Bara. If you want to set it up next week, and <laughs> I would no, be no, no. so. I, happy. I'm just
2: here to give you some advice. If you, yeah, here's some I... advice, Bara.
1: <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's sorry, a good sorry, suggestion. No, you're right. You're right. right okay, so you're right. What
2: order do you want to go in? Baronic first, then SPL a little bit, then patch notes, or we are gonna
1: what? not talk about SPL at all uh because we have to keep this episode short for the both of us because we threw too much we do well yeah that too uh can't talk about all the throws in just 45 minutes right that would we wouldn't be able to go over patch notes at all no let's talk (laughs) about Baronic first and then uh, go into patch notes and then that's where we're gonna do it um this is the uh the the final saga of the old um scarabs the the ship of Mm -hmm. theseus solar scarabs edition um as a lot of people made good jokes about on twitter um baronic has announced that he is stepping down from the team uh and has wished them luck there are you know bear and i have some info but obviously can't share it quite yet and again that isn't uh haha we we know people or anything like that it's just like i don't want to do too much speculating or anything like that because Mm -hmm. it just feels really uh there's no way for it to feel genuine, um, but well, I believe... Well,
2: definitely not for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah right. exactly. Like, that's yeah. just kind of how it is. Um, but just isolated, um, you know, Baronic-centric uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> thoughts, um, I imagine we're both just going to say a lot of what we saw on Twitter, uh, which is that, you know, it's hard not to feel bad for the guy. He certainly got the, the short end of the stick um, during his SPL run
2: yeah i feel really bad for him like especially this year getting double relegated or not relegated but losing to double sec team during both lands and then still going through roster change after roster change and it's just there's not really much you can do in his shoes Mm -hmm. unfortunately because i don't think he is the like the hard, hyper-carry-style player that can get picked up by, like, the top-tier teams. So he's just going to have to, like, climb his way up. And unfortunately, every time he tried to climb his way up, he's getting basically a short end of the stick over and over again with these roster changes. And it's... I don't think they really forced any of the roster changes besides Bobby, I
1: think, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, Um, I think everyone else just accepted a different offer
2: yeah which we kind of knew some i mean i talked about something had to change on the scarabs something needed to change but it's just really unfortunate for him that he was just the rock for so long in that team and now it's like a completely different team Mm -hmm. and i don't even know if you can like correlate scarabs with scarabs anymore like
1: no i feel like
2: yeah, I feel like name-wise, like, people are still going to associate the two, but in my eyes, it's a completely different roster now. Like, yes. a completely different quote-unquote name Scarabs.
1: Right. Yeah, this is uh, Era 2 of the Solar Scarabs, yeah. um, which is, you know, just like the Valkyries are in Era 2, uh, you know, the Titans I would consider in Era 2, um, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is how it's going to be, and I don't think that's an inherent problem at all um that happens in traditional sports all the time. Um yeah, I mean, obviously feel for baronic and uh and hope that he's able to um find a more stable place uh to play next season. Um I would be lying if I thought that he was an automatic shoe-in to to make an SPL roster right away uh at the beginning mm-hmm. of next year. Um, I mean, players all understand better than the average fan how difficult it is to to play in the environment that he was playing in. But I think that he still has something... He has some things to work on still that he can improve on at the SCC level, uh, mechanically, mm-hmm. um, more than anything else. And, you know, Boronic in particular, his play style is does not lend itself to changing teammates a whole lot. You know, like you said, he's not the hyper-carry Paul mid laner. Um, yep. He's going to make... He's going to be a a, a key cog in the machine, um, but he's not going to be the one kind of driving it. So when you're, the other cogs are getting uh, switched out all the time, it's going to be hard for you to, to do what you want to do. Um, so I certainly uh, have some sympathy in that regard. But, um, I think that in my opinion, uh, I think that there have been players in the past who I have been pretty low on during their SPL tenure, who have gone down to the SEC and impressed me with how they play. And then, uh, even, you know, through the lens of how they play at the SPL level versus how they're playing at the SEC level, um, I look at a guy like, uh, maybe this isn't the best example because he hasn't gotten another shot in the SPL. But I look at a guy like Joshi, who I thought mm-hmm. was like okay, um, bottom end of the SPL, but needed some, was missing some some factors. Uh, if I'm if I'm a team trying to qualify for SPL next year, Joshi is one of the first people that I would call personally. Uh, I think yeah. that guy has really improved. And you can see it translate to uh, to an SPL-level team, um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. based on the eye test. So I, I think Baranek could have a very similar type of revitalization um, at the SCC level. And I hope that he does. I hope that he plays and is able to find a good roster and, and compete. Um, because, you know, it's obvious how important it is to him. But I do not think that this situation uh, should auto-qualify him to making an spl roster uh next season in my opinion even with the circumstances uh he has not done enough for me to unquestionably feel like he is a top eight available mid laner uh in the world going into season 10
2: oh yeah i completely agree um which is just kind of unfortunate but i think you really like nailed it on the head when you were talking about he needs a more stable roster to shine Mm -hmm. and i think he is the style of player that is going to look as good as his team is looking yeah and i think he will put himself in bad positions to like it even if it's a call that i don't think he'll agree with i think he'll do it regardless and i think there's a lot of other carry style players out there that will not do that so he gets kind of brought into that dynamic as well so I mean I I also agree with you I don't think teams are really going to look at him unfortunately for next year um, I think he will have to do a bit of a climb again but he might have such a bad taste in his mouth from the last eighteen roster changes gone hmm. through that he just needs a mental break and a mental reset and just kind of start from the ground up again
1: yeah I would highly recommend uh... Taking a little smite break for him. Um,
2: oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think. I that... mean, he played with two different duo lanes in fall split already. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's just <laughs> brutal. Um, it's just really, really brutal. So that that's probably the right idea. I also think that this is a good a good opportunity for a player who, like Baronic, who had a lot of competitive experience, but not a lot of SPL experience, and was never necessarily a leader uh on those teams. Like you said, more of a, a complimentary piece. I don't think that he needs to go to SEC and start hard bodying other mid laners and, and soloing them. I don't think that he needs to change his playstyle at all. I think that he can be successful with this type of playstyle. But certainly learning how to be more of a leader vocally um mm-hmm. and in comms and that kind of stuff. Like <clears throat> he the players who play for for a while in the SPL and then go back to the SEC have such a wild advantage in terms of how they understand how to play the map and how to work as a unit uh, that you you just can't, you cannot uh, match that with the SEC's level of uh, practice and competition Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And that's not to knock on the SEC. That isn't those guys' primary jobs. Uh, SPL is a job. And so... If Boronic can take his experience and his knowledge and go down to the SEC and then use that time to build up his in-game shot calling, you know, out-of-game leadership, talking about, you know, what, what do we want to do, all that kind of stuff, develop those aspects of his game, I think that he becomes a much more uh, valuable um, commodity uh, in the future. So, you know, hopefully he can get get his get his mental in the in the right spot and um take another crack at it in the future you know certainly certainly wishing him the best um
2: yeah i completely agree i just think he needs to be on a top sec team before he's looked at again
1: yeah probably (laughs) um okay let's dive into the 9.11 patch notes a little bit different uh with how these are laid out um you know first certainly some things to be improved on we got a lot of feedback on the layout of the patch notes show and of the patch notes themselves Uh, i do think that this is a better way once we get it nailed down um but Mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll kind of get there uh in general i think this is a good place to start is that the top of the balance section for general uh oh wait, let's bury i don't know are you a runescape guy i haven't played runescape since i was like nine um but i tried it's all really cool stuff and i can tell it's cool i just don't like get all of it you know
2: yeah i tried to play it a while back like probably four or five years ago and just had no idea what i was doing and the nostalgia factor for me wasn't there so i just closed it after like 30 minutes
1: yep that sounds about right for me as well um okay on to the balance. Uh starting the idea you know there's been a lot of discussion in the community about um time to kill especially post 9.5 uh and we as a dev team have been pretty clear i think on what i think that what has happened was pretty clearly laid out uh i felt like it was communicated but you know it's so hard to know what actually sticks in players brains and Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe we didn't do enough. It's when you're talking to the same people about the same things, then you try and communicate and go, yeah, well, we talked about it. We've been talking about it like internally for months. And then it's like, we mention it one time and one thing and no one catches it. And we're like, how did they catch it? But of course they don't. Um, Mm -hmm. 9.5 was the, was the time to kill shift. Um, and then since then we have been doing a lot of buffs to damage, uh to items to all that kind of stuff and there's been a lot of talk about whether or not we are in a state where we're just completely eliminating the work we did in 9.5 and i think this was an important section in this patch notes uh highlighted by ajax that was we are still so far uh from where we were in 9.4 and before uh it is very very difficult like it to to really put in scope all of the cascading effects of, of 9.5, and we could do a lot of... We have a lot of room but until we get back to where we were in, like, 9.4. And mm-hmm. 9.5 was intentionally very heavy-handed and because we wanted to make sure we, at the very least, made it, made it feel different. And then, if necessary, we could just scale it back little by little and try and fine-tune a little bit. And I think that that's been... Pretty successful, uh, in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to see if you were, how you were feeling about where we are, like post 9.5. Do, do you agree? And I'm not, this is not like a setup in any way. I'm really, I'm genuinely curious. Like, <laughs> do you agree that we are still pretty healthily in the middle ground between 9.4? and 9.5 or do you feel like a lot of that uh change in 9.5 has been undone
2: uh i would say the early game is definitely still more 9.5-ish uh for sure Mm -hmm. and then after that it feels pretty normal now um like time to kill and everything and i did die in like four auto attacks and three buttons today so uh that was pretty surprising yeah uh almost said what God. uh <laughs> yeah i um uh, it feels kind of in the middle to me i would say like 70 percent towards nine four i think and then the early game is the early game still feels very nine five like i'm just shooting a support for like 13 auto attacks and i'm not dying mm-hmm.
1: um and nine well, five was very heavily focused towards early right it, th- there was yeah. very little oh, yeah, yeah. that was supposed yeah. to change late so that that seems to to track to me
2: yeah it's also true like i'm probably a bit more used to nine five now than i was before right um but even before, like, the mid and late game still felt relatively similar. I still felt like I was dying in basically the same positions. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'd say we're about 70% on the way to 9-4, which I've been getting, I mean, I I assume you saw, but I got literally one-shot by a Vulcan ult, You sure did. Uh, And 95% or 96% by, like, three other Vulcan ults. So we're, I would say we're pretty close to 9-4. And in my opinion, that's where we should be, Mm because I like that the uh, one-shot potential is very fun to me. I mean, I like both styles, but I definitely like the one-shot smite more. It just makes it a bit more punishing, which is more fun, I think, to me.
1: Yeah, I would generally agree. Um, obviously also like Aegis being unavailable for SPL use makes a makes a big difference. Um, yeah, 100%. In those types of one shots, so we'll see coming this weekend. Uh, should be should be all good to go. Um but okay, let's uh let's move into the actual things if we're trying to make it quick here, shall we? Uh talking about mid lane mage buffs and mid lane hunter nerfs. Um Mhm kind of pairing all of these together don't think we have to talk about the overall goals because i think that we have seen very little mage play in mid in the spl and a whole lot of hunters and assassins uh being there so uh red buff uh loses some max hp and importantly gets its base magical protection cut in half um keeping its physical protections as is so i think that should help mid laners be able to clear pretty significantly better. that is a good idea how i I
2: didn't realize it was that kind of change i just knew it was easier to kill but i didn't realize like why i I mean i did read the numbers but i mean that's that's a that's a smart
1: change well thanks Uh, that was definitely brought up in the in the pro discord at some point
2: uh, yeah no that was all you guys
1: all us um bancroft's claw nerf uh little shield size decrease well by little Mm -hmm. i mean a pretty good amount decreasing it by a third um another 0.25 nerf on that item yep uh i will i will say that coming out of mid-season Lermy and i were both convinced that claw was the best item in mid-season by a lot uh it took more yeah. patches than i expected for claw to become meta bro like, i was
2: selling that item from the release and people wouldn't buy it i'm like this is so op yeah like i thought so too and they just wouldn't buy it and then it took over and i'm like yeah yep i i I knew i was right i knew it
1: literally all the time there are things like that that even now that i won't say that i think that are like i look at them and i'm like this has got to be op uh and it makes no sense to nerf something that no one is buying or playing um (laughs) but i think it needs a nerf but that's just how it is like i don't know just kind of funny um sands of time oh do you think that this claw nerf alongside some like hades changes and all that kind of stuff we'll get to him in a minute but hades finally 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 actually considered good he's been almost this good like claw was obviously a huge deal for him Mm -hmm. outside of claw he has been this good the entire time i've worked at high res by the way like we say all the time that hades is always really really good People now like, you know their their API sites and that kind of stuff. I think Casual Smite isn't it either isn't updating properly or something like that. I think there was another one, but like they have had Hades and those and those sites are close, but not. uh, I would not take those as gospel. Um, Mm -hmm. They have had Hades in the top like five gods in the game uh, for years and. I would say that that is pretty darn close. Like, I don't know. I don't know that there's a time that I can remember that Hades was outside the top 10 winningest gods in the game and high elo ranked in the six years I have worked at Hi-Rez. He's yeah. been that good forever.
2: I think. I've also been pushing that god forever and no one plays him.
1: Yep. I, well, I mean,
2: now, now they were, but I was like, that god's gotta be OP. Gotta. I think like since like season five or six I've been saying Hades is OP.
1: He's got a two second fear, bro. That's how it That's is. That's what I'm saying,
2: dude. It's one of the best CCs. Like, how could it? If how you're could playing like, if you're playing a backliner Hades OP, if you're playing a frontliner Hades OP. OP. Like,
1: doesn't matter. Ugh. About time. Do you think that he's gonna be still playable at SPL? You know, a little bit niche, yeah. For or sure. still like top pick, top band, even with his nerf and uh, cross claw nerf.
2: I don't think top pick, top ban, but definitely still playable, hundred percent.
1: Yep. This is one of those situations where it's kind of like it's happened with Guan in the past. Mm -hmm. Where it takes a lot of buffs in order to get a character playable. It happened to Ardeo. is a really good example. We buffed Ardeo like two or three times. And then she took over SPL like two years ago or a year ago. I think it was two years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Takes over SPL. We nerf her far beyond where she was before her initial buff. And she's still like top pick, top band. And it's like, <laughs> it's what do we do in that situation? Yep. You know, like what do we do? Uh, anyway, why
2: players always do that, especially pros, dude?
1: Yep, absolutely. No full offense, depressed, <laughs> full offense. Uh, Sands of Time. Um, I saw a lot of discussion about uh, why Sands of Time when it was the more popular item to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a couple thoughts on that. I don't like feel free to chime in if you want to, Barry, but I'm finally just kind of solo dole this one. Uh, oh yeah you're good we are aware of course that Santa time is the more popular mage starter but with guardians and solo uh still being something that is uh pretty um pretty common right now and with recently them abusing um conduit gem and you know uh its upgrades it, it just felt a little safe you know it we could have buffed conduit and sands and i'm not saying that we shouldn't have by any means you know this is always in a. It, when it comes down to it these are often like uh, opinions that were that we're coming out with um and it just felt for me a little bit safer to go with the one that we know that mages will buy and that guardians probably won't um and mm-hmm. not improve the strength of guardian solos it's why we were also maybe a little too conservative with the vamp shroud rework um you know we wanted to give mages another viable starter in mid but this is again a solo guardian uh, abuse case um if we buff conduit and sands there's a decent chance that guardians get as much of a boost from it if not more than mages uh and yes there are things that we can do but it's there's something to be said about you know this was a much bigger like r11 patch than we do in typical years in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. For the patch right before the you know the second to last patch before worlds, uh, I think that there were a lot of shifts already and just ma- just doing the doing the guaranteed hit instead of going for the the perfect home run here I think makes makes some sense even if it looks to be a little, odd because we're buffing the one that sees the most play already uh, does that does that make sense to you Barry?
2: oh yeah it makes complete sense I honestly think it's correct to buff the one that's already being bought because you know what knob to turn mm-hmm. and you know how much that will affect like with the mage buffs with the red buff being easier to kill with this buff on Sands of Time like all the knobs are being turned in the same direction mm-hmm. and if you buff conduit, it's like What's really the point? Because um, this is a guaranteed knob that we know how it will work. Right. So I, I think this is the correct way to go, honestly.
1: Thanks, Barry, for backing me up. Um, You're welcome. Thoughts on the Vamp Shroud rework? I know. Um,
2: I love it. Yeah. Because, like, thinking about buying slime and AC, it's like, oh, you know, I'm Man sustained, Sustain, so you can't. Mm-hmm. and now you have, like, a decent amount of mana sustain with the MP5, and mm-hmm. I assume you have the silver passive with your hit minions. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a really good change, and it takes it, in my opinion, away from a solo laner item a little bit with the fizzprots and health and makes it into a mid or uh duo item, which is fine for me.
1: Love to see it. I think, but... I think
2: you can still go in solo if you want to, but I don't think it'll be as, efe- as efficient because the uh, lifesteal is probably not as good and the power... Impala's probably nice, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe Hades wants to go this, maybe, but mm-hmm. you know his tainted start has been really good. Though he's yep. losing a lot of early clear. Um, all right, we got to pick it up. Uh, as per usual, we are behind. Uh, soul gem <laughs> uh, decreased stacks. Now only need three to trigger the passive. Uh, I think this makes this. I'm a notorious OP. soul gem hater. Uh, I've always been lower on soul gem than most other mid lane players. Uh, you boys buying soul gem with this change for sure. Uh, Op makes a huge difference small chronos pendant buff uh agni buff loving it um yep you know you know benny's loving that too uh agni buff um pretty good uh, agni buff i would say i would expect to see some huge yeah i'd expect to see a lot of agni
2: uh this plus the soldier buff big
1: yeah uh that uh that is big for that character for sure um anubis now, 11 seconds flat on the one. This has got to make this god really good and ranked at the very least. Like oh, yeah, you should be power farming like crazy on this god now. a 4 second cooldown reduction at level 1. That is nuts. This is
2: a big buff to Anubis support.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is Anubis support's worst ability, Barry.
2: That's yeah, why we had to buff just, this
1: one instead of anything else because Anubis support put, is right on the right on the precipice. <laughs>
2: You put one point in that for, uh, 14 levels. <laughs>
1: yep, that's all you gotta it's, do.
2: I, I mean, it's OP.
1: OP, OP. Uh, Discordia, that's a good support mage. Um, nothing, uh, nothing too exciting there, but... Yeah, nice that, buff.
2: That's not the package change. A uh, nice little tin across the, uh, all the numbies.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the little individual bouncy balls that come off this ability. Uh, we can't buff that, bro. It does so much damage. If you did. Here's the thing, chat. if you are struggling to clear the way of the discordia, I guarantee you what is happening is you aren't dropping the, the where the ball explodes on the archers. If you do that, you will to say, obliterate the way. All you've got to do is don't, are you don't missing just flick the wave
2: it. with your discordia?
1: One? No, because if they if if you flick you? the ball too far and it blows up behind the archers, no, you, I, I, you I, don't, I, don't I, get enough. Put it on them. That's all you got to do. You're going to clear it. I yeah. promise. Uh, this is this is another big mage buff, I think. This the range on Harrow 1 going from 45 to 50. Uh why does it say deployable hand attack? Yeah. That's that's how we would refer to it uh, internally. Um I don't oh, know if AJ okay. just like missed it or like didn't maybe maybe this is how we typically write these patch notes, I don't know. Um uh-huh. that's what this ability is. It's a deployable it's a it's a deployable um so yeah i don't know if that was intentional or not but uh five extra range on the one is crazy
2: (laughs) yeah well that that ability every time i play that god i'm like i miss it by like that much every single time because i just assume that it will go slightly further than it does yep so now i'll hit
1: it every time i think when i tell you that i missed every single one at max range in the first test after this change and i couldn't remember why and then i was like wait lermy did you put this change in and she was like yeah i did and i was like oh that makes so much sense i overshot every single one of them i felt like it was so funny um Nuwa gets two seconds off for one woohoo uh crush gets some extra early game clear on lane minions and jungle camps uh that's
2: one of the biggest buffs in the patch in my opinion i
1: agree um i would be shocked if silla doesn't see play after this mm-hmm. uh shocked um zeus uh little little help for the boy uh not a ton, but the detonate, yeah. char- detonate charge, this looks very small, but remember that the detonate damage, it, this isn't, uh, it, it's multiplicative per charge. Like, I think it's like 2.8 times the base damage for three charges, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So it matters more than just that 10. Uh, still yeah, not a ton, I was like,
2: but. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't look like anything, but yeah, that makes sense.
1: There you go. Um, morrigan uh i think this might be one of the single biggest one patch nerfs uh for a non recently released god ever um
2: yeah agreed
1: if this character sees play after this what do we do like this this is this is an annihilation of this character i think at at a pro level we'll see I mean, she just does something that no other god can do, and that's always really strong. Yeah, but... she's
2: also one of like the hardest gods to play against on land, so you yes. know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I am on your page, just to be clear, but we'll see what happens.
1: I will be I will be surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. She is really good. Um, okay, Titan's Bane uh, nerf. Um, alongside Obsidian Shard, these percent pen things, slowing down a little bit of that late game burst uh, alongside Staff of Mirrodin um all of these i think are feeling pretty you know obviously i think all of this feeling pretty good because uh i'm on the team that makes these decisions but uh overall how are you feeling about these percent pen nerfs
2: i don't think they do too too much i think it's just a slight twist um but i mean support players are probably loving it but from my perspective since i don't really buy these items uh sure you know i
1: Makes sense to yeah. me. <laughs> Here are some items that you buy. And by some, I mean one. Uh, Crusher uh, loses five physical power. Um, I think yeah. this item is like always teetering on the edge of feeling super mm-hmm. busted or super useless. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's I haven't tested enough to determine if this five power is going to make it feel too useless quite yet. Um, do you, which, which side of the fence are you on right now, if you had to guess?
2: Uh, I'm on the, I'm not buying that fence.
1: <laughs> nice, we did it. But, um, but I'm also already not buying that item. Uh, well, you know, USA. fair enough. You know who is? Uh, AMC. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, maybe. Um, decrease the swarm damage. It's It always surprises me how low this base damage is. Um, Whoa! It is so low. Uh,
2: no, I didn't realize the top end was cranked down that much. Yep, lost Woo. 30.
1: Remember, it does apply bees, uh, which is yeah, a big deal does. because it double applies bluestone. Uh, once for bees, once for the swarm damage itself. It's what makes him so good at clearing uh and then stinger this change Wait, does yeah barry <laughs> i'm not trolling i didn't know that oh, okay. yeah. I, I didn't know bees proctite effects i'm pretty sure they do um who knows my brain's mush maybe i'm wrong uh stinger uh also losing a lot of that cdr feels a little bad because this is so core mm. to this character's identity but it's still gonna feel really unique and still feel really good to do it just you just won't get it uh you don't want to
2: suicide for it anymore well
1: speak for yourself i'm i'm getting retrieved (laughs) Uh, bro (laughs)
2: it's it's like it's like when you're pulling up and the light turns yellow and you're like i'm going yeah
1: i'm i'm getting the stinger baby i'm getting that kill down back you should get a lot less double stinger fights uh -hmm. oh yeah yeah, for sure which is a huge deal in pro play i still think he's going to be playable honestly um but you know I can't get into a philosophical discussion here. We're already behind. Actually, we're not too far behind. Um, If AMC... I just have this... uh, The game is just viewed so differently these days, but it doesn't, Mm -hmm. like, retroactively apply to how older gods are viewed. Take a like, if we released... If Hebo was never released in the game, and we released him as the the launch god of Season 10, every single player uh, at a high level would say this is a mage assassin right like this is this is Mm -hmm. similar to alquan right people don't think of him necessarily that way right now though uh they think of him as a a short range mage and i do think that there is like a distinct difference in players minds if we released amc today mid lane would buy it would instantly be his most popular role and Mm -hmm. everyone would just call him a physical mage uh because that's really what he is like he is a physical mage that has good basic attacks as well um i personally am of the belief that obviously mage you know the mage pick rate in mid is too low right now that's why we're seeing so many buffs toward them and all that kind of stuff i think there is a distinct difference between kernanos mid lane and amc mid lane amc mid lane yeah. does not bother me even a tiny bit because that character is a physical mage that's all he is. Yep. Like, he's a caster. Uh, and I just think that that is a different, you know, I know that that is not how everyone feels. And so, obviously, what I want to happen to the game is is what the players want. Um, but, I don't know. That's just the way I view AMC in particular. Uh, he's deserving of the nerf no matter where he's playing. Um, but, I don't know. That's just the way I view it.
2: Well, I don't think AMC Duo needs any nerfs. AMC Duo probably needs buffs. Yeah, probably. AMC mid. You're never going
1: to get to play that character in Duo again, bro. No shot. Yeah,
2: Yeah. exactly. Like, it's just, he doesn't do much in Duo. He dies a little too easily. The lane is way too long. Yeah. Even if you get, like, a okay hive network, you can still die to ganks pretty easily. Yeah. And you don't need, like, this OP wave clear anymore. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, to be clear, you know, people in chat are talking about Ability Hunter versus Base Attack Hunter. I think there is a difference between Ability Hunter and Physical Mage. Like, that, that is still an extra step um, to me. Like, mm-hmm. Ullr and AMC are really the only two. And Neath, I think, are the three Physical Mages. Even Chiron is, like, close. Maybe I'd put Chiron in that category as well. But... Um, i don't think that like you know medusa has been built ability damage in the past that's still a hunter to me um it's not yeah, hard and fast like, rules it's just like a gut it's a gut check to me yeah you just yeah, kind of know you know i was gonna say something that i'm glad i did not uh warding sigil buff uh Soul laners woohoo uh berserker Ooh. shield um getting some more mitigation and some physical protection mystical mail getting some health and physical protection runic shield buff uh, this item should now be a lot more attractive against those guardian solos and the Haiti solos and things like that. Um, any of those catching your eye, Barry?
2: Uh, no. Besides berserkers, I don't know. if People are gonna, gonna buy mystical. I don't think the buff is that big. I don't think the ring shield buff is that big. And I don't know about warning sigil Warning central is awkward because it always comes in those like the cute like full mitigation builds Mm haha! look at me but i don't know if it's actually good um it is on my set
1: on my set full mitigation build
2: yeah i don't know if it's actually good or yeah well we'll see if the spl solar is by
1: fair enough uh and then finally sledge uh getting some more physical protections per stack and power not magical protections per stack though because mages need the help uh Some Thorns buffs, baby. Uh, More Reflect damage on Thorns of Overgrowth uh, and allowing you to reflect more before it breaks. Uh, Mm -hmm. Same with Thorns of Sapping on the... uh, Reflecting more damage, but um, increasing the Lifesteal debuff on this. Uh, Do you expect to get thorns
2: I do. I do wholeheartedly Hmm. expect to get Thorns.
1: And I will accept it
2: because... Devos are in a good spot. If Trans was the build, I would be like, "I'm gonna die." But since we have a good lifesteal steal item, uh, it's not too bad. There
1: you go. Uh, Hades um,
2: decreased that detonate damage.
1: Uh, yep, big deal for his early game, which is where he's the most abusable. Uh, well, he's he abuses others in the early game, making him less good there. Slightly better in the late game, but that number really doesn't matter at all. Uh, Think this will be pretty effective. Gilgamesh, um, now getting HP five while the one is active. Uh I saw some feedback on this that people didn't really feel like that this, you know, they wanted damage buffs back on them and all that kind of stuff. And uh I'm just permanently scarred on Gilgamesh Jungle, as I'm sure every pro is. Yeah. Uh, yeah something that he lacks in solo that he that a lot of other warriors have is some in kit sustain uh you should be able to keep the one up and running very easily in solo or in jungle but i think that hp5 should theoretically matter more in solo we will see if it matters uh very possible that it couldn't uh could not but um i i like the the direction uh we'll just see if it's effective enough to make him good enough in solo but not abusable in jungle
2: yep i agree good change uh
1: wukong um i think this passive buff is kind of going under the radar This is kind of a big deal doubling the the protections he gets from his passive and then increasing the slow on the two and the attack speed slow from two to three seconds uh
2: yeah i think that change is pretty massive
1: yeah like i think wukong is like good after this
2: yeah it depends on how his laning phase is and how if he gets blown out by the other more aggressive like Tier Mulan, Hades, like the more aggressive soul mm-hmm. Um If he doesn't get blown up by those, he has a place. But also, I think I think tank Wukong and hybrid Wukong are absolute garbage. And full offense Wukong is basically the only way to build them.
1: Yeah, I really think that like jungle Wukong I'd be willing to mess around with. And if mages aren't good enough to automatically be the picks in mid, like Darnes was playing Robin mid, bro. Like, give me Wukong with these buffs over Robin mid 14 days a week uh it's not well, that was close. without aegis to be fair so. that is without aegis which is a big deal um but i agree that wukong is a is a better damage character than tank character uh i might be running it down with some wukong mid in a ranked game yep. soon enough um okay some quick relic changes as well uh any of these stand out? i'm just gonna i'm not gonna even read them um you just tell me if they're just pipe up if any are, are getting there because we're getting to time
2: uh i haven't seen any bracer of illumination ever yep uh Drowned Onk. Do you think you will? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I think the other one's just a bit more consistent, but I, I literally haven't seen it so much to where I don't even know the range on it or what it does. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just know it, like, sends something that flies around back and forth, so I don't know, like...
1: Vision yeah. vision control, baby. It's good.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh. Yeah, Drowned Onk buff, pretty good. Uh, and the Knockback Med, also pretty good. Scorching blink. Uh, I mean, you're gonna buy it regardless, of one way or the other. I think if I think it'll just make people happier when they hit it. Uh, trembling horrific, kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people actually buy it, but it'll be funny to watch someone get tremble for three seconds. It's a long time. And then I already liked. Too. I already liked His and wings, and I already liked entangling. But I think they're slightly worse than the other support relics right now so i don't think we'll see those sundering siphon is a good change uh because i think that was really good on release and then over nerf to where it died so now yeah. i think we'll see play again spirit rope buff i do think this item was a bit too uh much anyways for supports right now so good change then also i think thieves need a buff as well because uh supports were getting blown up non-stop Sil so buff is cute but I don't know if it actually changes much. I think he will just die in the jungle if he's gonna die or really he'll pop off. and then Shing Chen buff pretty good uh, Gilded bought that today and it's still bugged so we'll see. Griffin wing uh, like this change a lot. I think the I think will actually be pretty good on Ishtar. Mm. Uh, and yep. maybe like a Hachi and other ADC, maybe like a Hui as well where you don't need the extra damage where your kit can kind of uh, give you the damage that you're missing. Kronos, probably still a dead god. I think he just, Kronos' main problem is his kit, in my opinion, and just, he's either, he just needs like three items. He needs to start the game with three items before he feels like he does much. It would be good. Um, Dan's buff is pretty nice, and I like that a lot. But I think he's still a good gankable dual laner, so I don't know if he will be seeing a lot of play. Also, I think he's worse with Aegis being back in the game. Hachi buff doesn't really do anything on the two because it's the button you max first. Uh, Hachi 1 got a slight buff, so that's cute. Uh, Don't know if that will make me pick Hachi. Um, Then Ishtar, I do think that's pretty nice. Uh, I assume it's after you hit someone uh you get an iframe i don't know how long that iframe is i assume it's yeah you them, just though. get
1: you just get it earlier you you, you got them okay. already but um it, it's just that it comes out earlier she had like 100 percent pick ban on spl last weekend which is kind of yeah. crazy
2: yeah her i don't think she was that great and then her most recent buff uh put her like on that like bar of i'm probably not gonna pick her to like i'm definitely gonna pick her
1: yeah which is great happy to see her play
2: and I don't know anything about serrated. Uh, people just buy that item sometimes, uh, and yeah. And then Bastet got a small buff to her too. and I think she was already seeing play sometimes when she was a good pick, and I think she was like a counter pick to dodgy here and there. I think Scream was picking in a dodgy if I remember correctly, and then Kleena, uh, just a uh, small buff, nice little ten percent. I don't. Kalina Kalina's weird. I think Scream was playing her as well recently, if I remember correctly.
1: Um, yeah. There you go. I love how I was like, just take uh, just take whatever ones interest you, and then you actually oh. touched every single one from there. But you did so quickly and efficiently, and I'll give you credit for Thank that you. for sure. That was good. Um, Thank you. Okay, it's time for us to get to that's patch notes. Uh, we'll be able to talk more about roster stuff uh, next week um if we talk at all next week we might actually um since it's thanksgiving week i have family in town we might be taking next week off of course check our Twitter's all that kind of stuff for all that information um and of course we'll be talking as well in our uh community discord our patreon discord which if you want to join uh as you should because i'll be posting some delicious thanksgiving food pics in there of course this uh this upcoming week uh patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go if you want to support us directly um and that's where we're grabbing our random questions of the week from so let's uh we can nail these off real quick too uh Hiru asked our favorite cartoon kids tv show growing up they liked uh kids next door oh. and ed ed and eddie two great shows but spongebob yeah. was formative for my sense of humor uh to say the least
2: uh as someone who never watched spongebob uh I will say Uh does like Toonami yeah. count? Like Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Um Most of the shows on Toonami I love. That was what I watched most of the time. I think overall I'd probably say Samurai Jack.
1: Hmm. Great show.
2: I I really like Samurai Jack. And I went back to watch Ed, Ed and Eddy, and it is terrible.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, awful. Yeah, I could definitely see that uh I, I imagine that did not age very well
2: no it was like if someone has a soundboard in front of them it was like someone pressed a sound every <laughs> second or two seconds and i'm not exaggerating yeah that that like, sounds
1: about right can you confirm one thing for me though i was actually thinking about this not too long ago i think i would probably hate watching ed and eddie back except for one character who i would think is funnier than ever and that's rolf uh i feel like i would think that rolf is funnier than i've okay. ever thought that he was uh as a kid i thought he was just weird as a kid and didn't really get it uh i feel like his like really random uh things that he would say the just total non sequiturs would really like crack me up as an adult
2: yeah i can see that yeah
1: shout out shout out to Ralph. um all right otters uh wants to know what game do you look back on fondly and have good memories of playing but there's a zero percent chance you ever play it again it's not zero percent because occasionally mifflin and i'll fire up uh, fired up and play a little bit uh but battle right is uh is a game that oh, yeah. that i loved um that is dead sag uh and then of course like the a lot of old like gamecube games um castle crashers on xbox 360
0: oh.
1: uh yeah hard Crying to be the nostalgia, a, a good night of staying up with all your boys yeah. playing split screen castle crashers crushing mountain dew cans all night long Whew! Oh, that was the bro. life baby
2: you just wow i uh mine was gonna be modern warfare 2 but castle it's crashers cool. hit different for me when you yeah said...
1: modern warfare 2 i feel like i could still go back and play uh i'm not playing the new one because it i, I will at some what? point but it'll make me it makes me mad that they just call it modern warfare 2 Again. It made me mad when they called the last one Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And they've already made Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It just feels yeah. so disingenuous, you know?
2: I I feel like the first like lot of Call of Duty's was really good. Unbelievable. And then it like exploded after that. Yep. And like a bad way, and they just started like adding too much to the game. Yep. And then it just went downhill in my opinion. I just it's also that we're
1: old um but
2: that is also true like i remember watching a youtube video recently about they should bring by like the old modern warfare 2 and it was like do you really miss getting noob tubed off spawn for like no month straight and i was like you know what you're right no i I don't miss that i don't miss that
1: but that's why i was just better at noob tubing than them so it didn't matter um that was a terrible meta dude your boy knew every spawn tube in the game uh -hmm. you weren't allowed to run by the jeep on afghan out of spawn unless you wanted to get killed um yep my friends and i would spend hours in in private lobbies just figuring out spawn tubes uh it was great i love
2: it yeah i did the same with nades on like control points and like the i don't know i don't even know what the game type was i think i don't think they
1: had hard point yet in modern warfare 2 i think hard point was introduced in black ops 2
2: um yeah i think it was before it was some like zone control and i needed to throw a nade. it was some snow map with like the outside like bridge or whatever i cannot remember the oh sub base
1: um
2: yeah there's so many nate spots on that map like into mid and uh into the one i think it was like a or whatever in that tiny building mm-hmm, yeah i can't remember the name Dude. anymore but yeah
1: we, uh, I went to a wedding of one of my friends I used to play game battles with back in the day. Uh, my oh. friends and I were search and destroy game battle stars. Uh, I say stars loosely, but we were a very good team. Uh, mm-hmm. Got front page one season. That's all I'll say. Uh, Ooh, that's top 25. Nice. Um, nice. And we were literally just, like, pulling up all the old maps, and I could still remember exactly what we all did on offense and defense as a team like where everyone mm-hmm. individually went what angles they watched i remembered all of my loadouts like where i would go uh man Dang. What, what a great time that was to to game i missed that time for sure um okay timmy two shots asks the favorite spin-off of a pro player's name and ranks like peel ma uh, walmart Zapman, two r's two c's two d's great name of course um <laughs> yeah i feel like favorite spinoff of a pro player's name the only one that's coming to mind is a spinoff of himself uh when zapman was jenny from the block for a long time that wasn't a spinoff of his name of course and then when it became common knowledge that he was jenny from the block jenny z uh was a great was a great alt name uh for zap's account Uh, i think that would be my favorite
2: uh probably just whatever scream changes the name to that week back when he was doing that oh
1: that was good Yep, that was good i did like that um all right and then last but not least uh Hi-ru or hero i think i pronounced that two different ways across two different questions from them this week uh you're now suddenly a part of a professional heist crew slash organization specialized in breaking into the largest <laughs> vaults in the world what role would you play and be best suited for in this uh like hacker disguised employee escort slash concierge engineer etc uh like any you know if we've seen any of the oceans movies or like played payday or something like that um what do you think you would do barry in our in our I would, hypothetical i would want to drive or blow stuff up mm. either one of those would be a
2: lot of fun i wouldn't want to be the guy that's like interacting and having to like control civilians or do any of that stuff but driving to get away would be a lot of fun or like blowing up a wall that would also be cool
1: i think i would prefer to be the person picking the lock uh not like drilling into the safe or something like that i want to like be really good with like lock picking tools and uh all that kind of stuff uh and be able to no lock can keep me out of there you know that's that's my specialty uh that would be that would be my pref- preferred uh position i did buy a lock picking set at one point as a bit um in high school and i did get fairly proficient uh one of my best instances of trolling um which i shouldn't tell on the podcast cuz we're going to close it here but i can and will tell the story about um my lock picking in our post podcast hangout in our patreon discord again patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go if you want to be a part of those they're always a lot of fun uh and i look forward to them um okay that's gonna do it for this week's show uh i think we likely will end up taking off next week for thanksgiving but take a take a look at our twitters uh predictions twitter all that kind of stuff all that info will be there um in the meantime take a listen to all the other prediction shows they've got a lot of great stuff uh a lot of great games coming out right now and in particular, uh, TK Breezy and Kony have a show where they talk about just like recent game releases and that kind of stuff. So many good ones that it's definitely worth checking out their show, um, especially this time of year. But they've got a bunch of other great shows as well. Check them out. Uh, and then Factor was our sponsor today. Uh, it's go.factor75.com slash backliner60 uh, in order to get 60% off your next order there at Factor Meal. So shout out to them. One of the best ways to support the show, of course, is to be interacting with our sponsors. Uh have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. If we don't talk to you, uh we'll be back when we're back. Uh just who knows when that'll be. That's just kind of how it'd be these days. Oh, uh I almost forgot to say, we're recording this on Tuesday. That is the plan moving forward. Is that Tuesdays <laughs> have just been better for Barry and I schedule over the last few months makes sense to not try and force it on mondays let's just take the easy route uh so tuesdays at 8 p.m is the plan going forward so make sure you're checking yep. us out then um but again we'll be tweeting about that all that kind of stuff twitter.com slash aggro on twitter.com slash barracuda with two r's two c's and two d's of course uh and an underscore at the end um yep all right thanks everyone for watching this last session and we'll see you next time barry you know what to do Bye. oh nice and clean that was clean that was good that was good and we didn't go an hour and a half today let's go I'm so proud of you it was really you you carried that that speed all 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 around all around
0: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in